Three times in the second reading we have here today, Peter encourages us to wait and to do so in peace. How? With whom? Welcome, friends, to Sipping on the Sabbath for this second Sunday of Advent. So we're making progress. We now have two of our candles on the Advent wreath lit. We're making the journey one candle at a time around the Advent wreath. We're observing the passage of time in Advent with the amount of candle wax burnt. The days might be getting shorter in terms of daylight hours, but the light of the Advent wreath is growing brighter. Jesus is on the way, the great celebration of his birth, but we want to wait in this season of waiting. In 12-step recovery, there are a whole bunch of expressions and sayings and mini steps and slogans, etc. And one of them that I offer for our consideration today is no God, no peace. No God, no peace. No God, N-O. No God, no N-O, peace. No God, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O. W. No God, no peace. And we want to be at peace. And the Lord wants to give us the gift of his peace while we wait in this Advent season of waiting for a new encounter with him. We pray that Lord Jesus, you come into our hearts and be born anew at this Christmas time. And this season, again, we are waiting, preparing our hearts. The Lord desires that we encounter him, and he desires that we know him. He desires to know us. And one of Father Bob's favorite scripture passages is from 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, which states, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the entire earth to strengthen those whose heart is true to him. And so the Lord sees us and he's loving us. And today we are introduced to St. John the Baptist, who the gospel says, we're in year B, so looking at Mark, appears in the wilderness and he's proclaiming a baptism of repentance. The last scripture prophet before John the Baptist was Malachi. And the period between Malachi and the arrival or the advent even of St. John the Baptist was 400 plus years. And sometimes this period of time is referred to as the 400 plus years of waiting, the 400 plus years of silence. If you think Advent is a long enough period of time to wait for Christmas, think about the thousands of women and men through the centuries who waited for the revelation of the Messiah. God was still very much on the move. God was still speaking to people's hearts. And maybe we have seasons in our life where we doubt if God is on the move. We doubt 
if the Lord is communicating to us. He might seem distant, he might seem silent, but he is not. He is still moving, he is still acting. And remember an important scriptural principle I introduced to you over the many, many podcasts I've been doing now, that scripture is not just about that which happened, it's also about that which is still happening. And so how is this scripture happening? How is the prophet Isaiah, who we read about again in the first reading, speaking to me? How is Second Peter, the second reading we have today for the second Sunday of Advent, speaking to me? How is the introduction of St. John the Baptist that we have in Mark chapter 1 speaking to me? Because it is relevant to my life today, especially, I believe, and this whole podcast is dedicated to the important grace, the gift of peace, the Lord calls us to wait, and we are waiting for him. But as St. Peter says, we want to do so at peace. We are told by St. Peter, second reading, that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day, which is mind-boggling and downright frustrating if we or, like so many of us, want things to happen according to our own particular timetable, i.e. happened yesterday, done already, get it over with, get moving, get on. As I, as I shared last week, you know, the, the, the temptation that we all have to be in such a rush all the time. I want to slow down, avail myself of the Lord. It's His timetable and not my own. And what I've learned, and I'm still learning, is that when I rely upon the Lord's timetable, let him do what he needs to do in the time he needs to do it, it always works out better, as opposed to me trying to make things happen. The Lord is not slow. He is instead patient, not wanting, this is St. Peter's words again in the second reading, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so if we think the Lord is delaying, what it really is, is an opportunity for each of us to repent, an opportunity for each of us to respond. He's giving us time so that we can know more of his peace in our life, and hence then to repent. Am I at peace? Like right now? as we are listening, watching this podcast, am I at peace this Advent? What is it that could steal the gift of peace from my life? Maybe it is expecting rather than accepting. Because if I have very high expectations of people, places, things that are quite frankly, unrealistic, my serenity is going to be way down here. Am I expecting? Am I accepting? That's an important question to ask, of course, as we get closer to Christmas and, you know, our social lives and whatnot, and sometimes we're called to interact and rub shoulders with people that we may not have too much in common with, or perhaps we have a hard time being with in the same room. God bless us. But am I expecting or am I accepting? What about self-will, run riot, wanting things to go my way all the time, ending up frustrated, robbed of peace, irritability, restlessness, 
discontent, jealousy, resentment, inordinate fear, comparison to others, envy, impatience, self-pity, etc. Am I at peace? And what is robbing me of my peace? Nothing outside of me needs to change for me to be happy and content. It's an inside job. But there is hope. There is always hope. We don't have to live in this particular chaos anymore. This baptism of repentance, this baptism in the Holy Spirit that St. John the Baptist talked about is meant to be for us a life-changing encounter with the Lord. We don't want to live in chaos. We want to live in order. And as I think I mentioned in, again, another previous podcast, G-O-D, God, good, orderly direction. Do I want some order in my life? Then I have already made an initial encounter with God. Bring order out of this chaos. I want, Lord Jesus, to experience and know your peace, even though around me might be difficult, chaotic, not what I want, not what I expected, but give me the grace to accept it. Courage to change the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Heavy on the wisdom, I often say. Heavy on the wisdom. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people. Again, the, the cry of the prophet Isaiah and communicating to us the words of the Lord. Comfort, oh comfort my people. Speak tenderly. He will feed his flock. He will gather the lambs. He will carry us. It's such a beautiful image to reflect upon as we await the revelation of Jesus anew in each of our lives at Christmas. The Lord holding us that intimate personal care and love that he has for us just because we are his beloved sons and daughters. Not because of what we do, not because of who we know, not because of what we've accomplished, but because he is our father who is head over heels in love with us. And if we have veered away or experiencing chaos and disorder and all the causes of the lack of peace in our life, we say, Lord Jesus, I am willing to have you remove all of that so that I can experience your peace. It's pure gift. How long, O Lord? How long must I go on? How must, long must I wait, Lord Jesus? With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years are like a day. His timetable. But in the, but in the interim, we say, Lord, just love me. Lord, just hold me. Lord, just massage my heart. Lord, just be close to me. Allow me to experience your closeness and your love. Calm the disorder, the, the rough waves, the waters of my life, Lord Jesus. Just command the waters to be calm, Lord Jesus, so I can experience your peace. Jesus is the thief, St. Peter talks about in the second reading, who wants to rob us rob us of all in our life that is not of him. Do I have the willingness to open the door, let him in, let him go through every room in the house of our life, throw out all the junk that we've been holding on to, to set us again free. Just the, the it's all about freedom, my dear friends. Like it's just so amazing what the Lord is offering to us if we but just begin by praying for the grace to be 
willing and to repent and to accept and to welcome him into our life. Let the Lord Jesus rob us of what robs us of his peace. I believe that we are still very much living under the effects of COVID. I mean, it, it was fully three years of our life. And I don't think any of us came through that experience unaffected somehow, physically, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, relationally, etc. Maybe there's a few of us here today watching or listening to this podcast who are feeling pretty weary, lonely, maybe feeling alone or lost or confused even or or angry or tempted to give up but again there's hope my dear friends jesus is not afraid to imitate the actions of his cousin saint john the baptist who the gospel says went into the wilderness that is those rough places the rough places that isaiah talks about in the first reading he's not afraid to go there not afraid to invite us there to meet us in that place of the wilderness so that it can be transformed and changed. There's no use denying it. No use pretending that we're living in this beautiful, wonderful place. Yes, there are beautiful, wonderful things happening in your life and in mine, no doubt. Not all bad, but there are parts of us that are still pretty wild. And so I want to meet Jesus in those places. That's where he's waiting for me. Just like John the Baptist, the gospel says people were going out to him. Come on out into the wilderness. Come face to face with the areas of our life, our life that are robbing us of the gift of the Lord's peace. Allow me then, the Lord is saying, to minister to you there and to transform them to transform those rough places, those hills that are brought low, those valleys that are lifted up, as Isaiah talks about again in the first reading we have for Mass here uh, today. It is there also that Jesus baptizes us with his Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is to confirm us in his love, to bring us, my dear friends, to a new place of freedom in the Lord. The freedom that means I can experience what St. Peter was talking about in the second reading. As you are waiting for these things, strive, which means there's work to be done, strive to be found at peace. Another expression in AA, speaking of this striving that we're called to do, is that it works if you work it, and it won't if you don't, so do it, <laughs> because you are worth it. You and I, we are worth it, because we are beloved sons and daughters of our Father who loves us. But we have to do our part. Strive to be found at peace. We have to do our part. We got to do our own spading, our own digging, our own clearing. With the Lord's grace, of course, he will reveal to us areas of our life, not to shame us or embarrass us, 
but to say, okay, you know what? See that rock over there? See that weed over there? See that divot in the ground over there? See that hill over there? We're gonna take that down. We're gonna fill that in. We're gonna pull that out. And in place of all that, I want to sow the seed of a beautiful, lush, peaceful garden that you can live in and experience because of my love. Am I at peace? Going back to the question I asked a moment ago. Am I at peace today, in this season of Advent, as I am waiting upon the great celebration of Christmas? Am I at peace with myself? Sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Do I love myself? I don't mean in a narcissistic, self-centered, egotistical way, but I can love myself because I am a beautiful, created, loved, redeemed, precious, valuable human being created in the image and likeness of God, as are all of you who are watching or listening to this podcast. Who do I see when I look in the mirror? Do I see the man in the mirror? If you want to do a little bit of research, you can Google that. It's a poem. It's called The Man in the Mirror and just allow the words to, to have an effect on you as they have an effect on me. Am I at peace with others? Am I harboring any resentments against people for what they did, didn't do, should have done, could have done, would have done? Resentment is I drink poison hoping you die. You're living your life. I'm just choking back the poison and dying. Am I trying to avoid anyone in life? Is there anyone to whom I have a hard time looking straight in the eye? And is there anyone I need to make an amends to? Do I have the willingness to do that? And I can assure you from my experience that when I say, Lord, I am willing to make an amends to this individual for what I have done or have not done, sins of omission, commission, I can assure you that quite soon thereafter, that individual is right there in front of me because God can make things happen. I ask for it. He orchestrates things. I need to cooperate. Strive to be found at peace as we're waiting in this season of Advent. Am I at peace with God? Do I blame God? Am I angry with God? Have I put God up on a shelf saying, Lord, you know what? I'm just going to run the show now. But I've said before, when I run the show, I become quite the show. And it's not a very good show. I want to be a part of God's drama, God's production, what he is writing, what he is producing, what he is creating, what St. John Paul II referred to as the cosmic drama of life. I have a part to play and so do you. St. John the Baptist gives us, in today's Gospel, what I call a fashion tip. <laughs> Pretty ironic to say John the Baptist would give us fashion tips, being, you know, John the Baptist, <clears throat> eating wild locusts and honey. But he gives us this fashion tip. There's no wasted words in the Gospels, or in any of the Scriptures, actually. And the Gospel we have today from Mark tells us that he was wearing a leather belt around his waist. Now, what's up with that? Well, 
I believe it was for, for John the Baptist a, a symbol of his willingness to allow the Lord to lead him where he, the Lord, wanted John the Baptist to go, to be led around. Hey, I have a belt on here now, you can't see it, but I have a belt on. I can put my thumb in between the belt and my pants and I can kind of move myself around. I want to be willing to let the Lord lead me and to bring me to a place where I can stop, where I can rest, allow myself to be held onto by the Lord and consider where I'm going. What direction am I going in anyway? The Lord holds on to us, says, now just stop, just consider, just rest, just think about this, play this tape forward a little bit, see where things might end up, and I'm offering you the grace to change. It's akin to what has been proposed anyway for next season in the English Premier League, that is football or soccer, we call it here in Canada, uh, that they want to propose or have proposed actually the creation of a sin bin. <laughs> Think of the penalty box in hockey. This is what the website talks about the definition of what this sin bin is supposed to be all about. The sin bin would allow referees to show a yellow card to a player and subsequently point both arms. One arm is you're sent off, go to the locker room and cool your jets, but two arms pointed in the direction of the sideline. Again, think of the penalty box in hockey. That player would then sit out for 10 minutes. He could either stand in the technical area of his own team or on the touchline. Before being waved back, I guess with either one hand or maybe two hands, I don't know, but being waved back on during play. Now, it's very, very controversial. A lot of people don't like it. It's like, just let the game go on, give the guy a yellow card, second yellow is a red, he's off, or a straight red, he's off. But this notion of a sin bin, okay, just go cool your jets, I'm pointing my arms, two arms, you go over there, and just stand there and watch. And maybe cool down, kind of consider, you know, do I really want to do something else drastic and get myself a red card and get sent off? Anyway, the concept of a sin bin, but thanks be to God, he doesn't use sin bins. The Lord doesn't put us in a place of, you know, publicly shaming us uh, to convert uh, or to change. He's always lovingly, personally, quietly at the level of the heart, knocking on the door, saying, I want to come in. I recognize you may not be living in peace. Maybe some areas of our life that are disordered, chaotic. But you know what the Lord says? I'm here to help you. Let me love you. Let me offer you the grace and the power of my Holy Spirit to change and to experience more of my peace as you are waiting in this season of Advent for the arrival of my birthday. 
this new life, new life through the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, again, in the gospel we have today, came in the wilderness proclaiming this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But he says, there is one who is more powerful than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so in response uh, to this gospel and the reading we have from Isaiah and Second Peter, which played heavily into this podcast here today as we wait, wanting to do so at peace. Let's just pray. Let's just pray for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe some of you are familiar with this. Others of you may be a new concept, but we're just going to pray that the Holy Spirit, and we give him permission to do so, is just stirred up in our life. How he will manifest, how he'll present himself to us is unique and different because we're all unique and different. But the same Holy Spirit is in each of us by the grace of our baptism and strengthened in the sacrament of confirmation. And we can always receive more of his Holy Spirit, especially the gift of his peace as we wait for Christmas in this season of Advent. So, let us pray. It's a long prayer, so I need some coffee. So, just I invite you to place your hand on your heart. We pray, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. So Lord Jesus, I come before you in praise, worship, and adoration. Thank you for your great love for me and your mercy. For you brought me to life with you, even though I am a sinner. And you have enthroned me with you in the heavens. Lord, you have promised us another gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit, whom our Father will send in your name to teach us everything and remind us of all you have said to us. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you empower us with the Holy Spirit, just as you empowered your disciples on the day of Pentecost. I pray that from the riches of your glory, through your Spirit, we may be transformed and strengthened with power in our inner being. And that you, Lord, may dwell in our heart through faith. I pray that grounded in love, we all may be a little more able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, length, height, and depth of your love. And know your love, which surpasses knowledge, so that we can all be filled with the fullness of God our Father. Lord Jesus, bathe us with the fire of your love. Grant that we may receive power when the Holy Spirit renews each of us. Only then can we be your witnesses to the ends of the earth. Unleash and awaken in each of us, Lord, the sanctification gifts 
wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. We need these gifts, Lord, to grow as your disciples. Release the manifestation gifts of the Holy Spirit in each of us, Lord Jesus. I need them. We need them, Lord, to witness to a hurting world. For cut off from you, we can do nothing. Above all, grace us, Lord, with the greatest gift of all, love. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us, Lord, to reveal your love and mercy to others. Work in each of us, Lord, in a powerful way so that the purpose you have for each of our lives may be fulfilled. We make this prayer in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you now, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's an amazing offer, my dear friends. If you have not yet made a donation to this Sipping on the Sabbath ministry, a very generous donor has agreed that first-time donors, if you've never made a donation to this Sipping on the Sabbath ministry, first-time donors' gifts will be matched, dollar for dollar, up to $40,000. So, please go to my website, padreamac.com. If you've never made a donation before, your donation will be matched dollar for dollar. Click on Donate, and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you for your continued generosity. This ministry continues to expand. More and more people are being touched by these podcasts all over the world. The Lord be glorified in all of it. Thank you for praying for me. Know that I do pray for you. Share, like, comment, get the message of Advent waiting to as many people as possible. A hurting world. A world of men and women just like you, just like me, who need more of the Lord. In the meantime, stay caffeinated. And remember, when we are powerless, that is when we are strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. God love you.